Boom. And Birdo. This is Reboot Your Perspective, live talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and radio, streaming live across the internet. I'm from the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean, West Indies, yeah, where we approach the biblical literature, as well as present modern-day challenges, both in church as well as out of church, by the lens of the ancient Hebrew principles of the scriptures. And we do so step and we do so with step by step, or we do so step by step, verified by a pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zin K. Kutura International Institute of Pneumatology. Before we actually get started today, as is our custom, we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio and to actually um, apologize for actually our absence last week and the week before that right we have actually been reorganizing and restructuring some stuff and so we would not be able to be here but we are here again once again so huge shout out to everyone on kingdom purpose radio purpose tv and radio our youtube channel for those of you joining us on youtube and for all our audience on facebook right if you would like to ask us questions we encourage you to please feel free to comment on our YouTube channel, that's at ZKI International Institute of Pneumatology. Or you can find us on Facebook at Life Mindset Mentors, where we are streaming live and you can and you can actually um, comment there and interface with us one-on-one. -on -one, right? We will respond to you live. Right? In the upcoming segments, we are also considering in incorporating a call-in feature to this um, to this to, to this program so that persons can actually call in live and get their questions answered. All right, so my name is Zainil Fuego, the Christ Pneumatologist, and co-hosting with me, of course, is the lovely... I am Lady Ketura. I, I, we are all high priests of Yahweh Elohim. I'm also a spiritual mentor at the Zain Ketura International Institute of Pneumatology. And so it's a pleasure, as always, to be here with you all. Today we're jumping into an exciting topic, one that we a lot of us actually build our lives and our understanding or relationship with god based on this this is actually part of a relationship dynamic between you and father god so be sure to tune in here with us you do not want to miss this particular segment that we are about to do so many people tend to jump into worship and prayer in an attempt to pretty much and I say this, of course, from the perspective that it's not wrong. So don't get me here. Don't get me wrong here. <laughs> mm. It's not wrong to worship and to pray and to cry out your heart to God. But the topic of today's segment is worship and cry out hard. And we're touching this in particular because a lot of people jump into worship and pray, and fasting and all of these things in an attempt to get God to respond to them. Some people are unsure as to whether their prayers are being heard. And so because of that, we jump, tend to jump into more activity, more, more pursuit of what we think we need to do in order to get God's attention. So if you fall into that category in any form or fashion, this we encourage you to stay tuned. Because before we finish this episode, you will have a much clearer understanding of what mindset is required to approach God, to know that God is actually hearing out to your prayers and your cries and your worship and so on. So a lot of people know that the background, saying you would have shared on the segment a few times that you came out from, and my background as well. So we both came out from different religious denominations. Mm -hmm. And so we have experienced a lot of what the Christian body in particular is experiencing. We, we both share those experiences on the different areas that we came out from place where you are doing everything that you think that you need to do to gain credibility with God. Now, you may not think you're doing it in that particular light. Some people are innocently doing it. But to pretty much get the attention of God and to live a life that you think is fulfilling and pleasing to Father. And so that's why many people actually um, spend hours in praying and travailing and so on, thinking that... They need to do these things to get God's approval in right. their lives. Right. So I know I came out from that scene 
and where I am now, as well as the other master mentors and spiritual mentors who are under the Zinkikitura International Institute of Pneumatology, is a place of peace. Knowing that your identity in first and foremost, who and what we are, has significantly helped us to come out of that mindset of fear and condemnation and not sure if what you're doing is sufficient for God. And being at peace, a resounding peace, where you, you're actually in synchronicity with the God of the entire universe. And I must say that is a very, that's a place where everyone listening at least should be inspired to want to be in that place. So Zane, what is the context here? Now we know everything, as you shared before, has a root in the Bible and the Bible is self-existent. So how do we, um, the context of worship and crying out, how do we approach that as sons of God? So I, I think one of the, the most important things here in this conversation is to start with definitions. Definitions. Let's do it. Right. And when I was in, in the you know in the in my denominational religious denominational era of my life, uh-huh. I had been taught that um one worships God. Well, there were two basically two concepts of worship. One in particular was singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that singing in particular involved a certain type of music that was actually considered worship music. And so you'll worship God through song. Right. Right. And then you have the context of worship that I was taught in the denominational era of my life that involved you know, worshiping God in um in in, in prayer. Uh, eventually, at some point in time, it became worship God in lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right now, those two, let's say two or three contexts of of worship, there are the things that are the the the, the contexts in which I had been taught worship, and through those contexts, particularly through those contexts, what we found, what we find, what we what I found myself doing was laboring yeah right and the laboring meant that when worship started there was an obligation to 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 become to express your heart and to cry out to god you know worship hard and cry out cry out to god and and these are these are these are practices that i from what i understand comes from verses in the bible that are really taken out of his context right a lot of them i think originate in psalms if I'm not mistaken, where people watch how David, you know, exercises the um, prayer right. and worship and so on. What a lot of people are not aware of is that there was actually a context to what David is doing. And so we take these things, we pick up a verse here, we pick up a verse there, and then apply it in our culture and our time, assuming that is what the scripture is actually talking about. Right. And... Many a times I went to church, and if you didn't have your hands up, worshiping God and watching up into this in, in, into the ceiling or the sky, and mm. and point out your heart with 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 some sort of fervent fervent um fervent expression, you was you were seen as your worship is not worthy because your worthy worship is worship that come from the heart. Right, so I grew accustomed in, in that in that era of my life to seeing persons getting very emotional and crying, or some screaming, some running around because they actually want to express that emotion. Some fall on the ground, some cry, mm-hmm. right? and some wave flags. Now I'm not bashing any of these things, and please don't misunderstand me when I when I when I highlight these things. In no form or fashion am I de- um, demeaning them or diminishing their their value. And how people express themselves, but the whole context of worship like that and worship in prayer, where you're praying and for worship in prayer, for me in particular, involves you being able to worship God by quoting. Um, you have to worship God by quoting the names of God and highlighting where. Now, it, this has been about six years away from me, right? So I'm trying to recount, to recount some of these things that I had been taught. We had to know the names of God and 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 um, and quote Psalms in particular. 
or whole scripture verses to worship him right like one of one of the um we have a, a comment from 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 vince allen here one of the master mentors of the institute and he says hope equals expectation if you're if you're unsure or have to get emotional to try and move god then that equals no hope wow that's so profound it's 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 prof- it's actually a very very outright and factual statement and for those who actually maybe may have been taught that that that'll give you something to think about yeah uh, you, you also have he made another comment where he says you have to come with that contrite heart or god won't listen right and 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 the next thing in particular i thought was um the application of the application of um of worship with regards to lifestyle so you know you had to worship god in a lifestyle and that means that you had to separate yourself from that which was actually considered secular mm-hmm. and don't get involved in certain types of movies kind of certain type of music because that, that music doesn't worship god you, you couldn't be found among certain characters because those characters are not worshiping god and, and if you actually apply this context to your walk in christ what you find yourself doing is doing all of these things in an attempt to be worship to, to be in worship or to worship god and what you end up doing what you basically and or rightly end up doing is doing these things to be approved for your worship to be approved right and where you're in- doing these things eventually you'll get tired indeed it's a laborious process and the question that I guess we all have to ask ourselves in the process is, is this functional? I mean, how much is enough? How much worship music do I need to listen to? You know, how much praise and thanksgiving? Because these are some of the things that you're taught you have to do as worship. How much praying do I have to do? How much spending right. time in his presence? And because people cannot identify how much is enough, people end up in the category of obsessing, thinking that they need to keep on this path to get God to respond and to move in their lives, to hear their prayers. No, but that that's a serious statement that I just made there. Because when you begin to when 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 you begin to do that, it becomes an obsession, it becomes a reference point. And naturally you then begin naturally you you then begin to to um to become the voice of let's say condemnation to those who are not doing what you're doing right yeah right? You, be, you, you begin to compare others to your criteria this criteria that you have been that you have been taught right as as vince allen says on facebook you have to be holy mm-hmm. and how holy do you have to be exactly and then the funny thing about this day in particular when it comes to that is you uh, doing all of this eventually you're going to get tired you're gonna you're gonna feel exhausted you're gonna feel like this when when does it stop uh-huh right and i've been down that road where you know i spent um there was a particular year i recall dedicating myself religiously to attending church of course in the religious mindset that i was in i assumed that that was what i needed to do to be considered holy has been supported there or someone that is approved and accepted so i started you know started back with my church attendance started back with you know participating as much as i can and so on and even doing um following most of the system that the religious organization had set up and like many people i found myself in those shoes thinking that i need to do that to keep away bad luck or to keep away um dangers or to keep in god's presence in other words keep his presence in my life right because right. i found myself in situations and you know the religious members were the ones the voices that said you know that happened to you because you didn't put god first <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, this yeah. happened to you because you're not living the right life you're not living a life of god you're not keeping god's favor as vince puts it there and you know, so because of that, and I didn't know any better, you know, I didn't know what I know now, which is what we're going to share with you all soon. I felt 
condemned and I felt like, well, they must be right. You know, all these bad things must be happening because I'm not living a life that is godly, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so because of that, I jumped into it head on. And eventually I reached to the point of asking, what is the point of all of this? How much and how far do I have to go? You know, people would say, well, you didn't do it with a genuine heart and you need to do it genuinely. Yeah, 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 but then yeah. at, when you look around and you see people, this is how I look at things. If everybody else is doing that and they're still getting sick, they're still experiencing misfortune, mishap, what? they're still broke. What hope do you have? You understand? If they can't pay their bills and getting put out, if they're still seeing, if you're seeing religious leaders sleeping around, you're still seeing scandal in the church and they're doing all of that. It made me sit down and question, and why am I doing it? And expecting right. different results. <laughs> you know, I, you myself, know? I myself was taught that from from the from from Sunday school because I actually went to Sunday school, even though we weren't very consistent in, in Sunday school. We still went to Sunday school and um, non nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And these are things that we had been taught, and I actually spent all of my childhood with these with these perspectives. You couldn't go here, you couldn't go there. You, you, you couldn't go and spend time with these friends because those friends are actually un, un, are ungodly people. They are heathens. And you shouldn't spend time with the heathens. Right? And all throughout my teenage life, my 20s, up to my early 30s in particular, I began, I actually had that as a norm where these are the things that you're holding yourself responsible to so that you can actually be blessed. As Right. As Vince Allen put it, keep God's fever, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and if you're actually watching television, you had to watch certain television movies oh yes. and, and so on. And, and no curse worship, words, no you had to, profanity. And you had to worship God with, with your tithes. So you had to uh-huh. give tithes. And if you don't give tithes, then your blessings will dry up. And God and there will be no blessing coming to you. Giving tithes opens the doorways for the windows of heaven. And I went years in that, and and I was looking, watch my given tithes, and when I missed tithes, I remember in that Pentecostal era, I went. Well, tithes is a hot topic because there's something in particular that is usually very much driven in the denominational in the, in the denominational arena, and so I, in my Pentecostal mindset, went and I started to read through the law, and I realized, well, wait now. The, de- the times I couldn't give tithes. Now, this is me just reading through the law, and the law says, you know, if you actually use the tithes, you're supposed to actually pay not 10%, but 20%. Mm-hmm. Right? You had to double the tithe. So I started to, co- I started to calculate how much tithes I miss oh, and how much, how, much tithes, how much tithes I owe here now. <laughs> and, and, if I, and if I'm not able to give the tithes, I started to say, well, I'll put aside 20% of us per side 20% because Montana in particular might be able to give tithes. So I calculate that and add that to the tithes coming up. Mm. So with all of these things in particular, you stand up there and you're watching the windows of heaven and you realize no bless no 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 blessing rain falling. Right. It I, makes you I, question. I still I still working this thing hard. And everybody will tell me, hey, God seen, God sees and God knows what you're doing, and God will bless uh-huh. you, son. God will bless you. Yeah, all of those things in particular, we were taught as to what worship is and how and how you should present yourself before God. So so then we know that all of these things have a context, right? Because we're not saying that um they are bad, nothing is bad. It's it has a particular context and purpose. Yeah definition. Yeah. So so it's like um well what we're getting at here is that we're not saying that you know, tithing is bad. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're tithing and you feel like you need to do that, I mean, I would look at it from the sense that, well, you're blessing someone or blessing an organization. And that's a topic for another day. But we're just using it as an example. Or if you're actually worshiping, right. what we're actually here to unpack is, do you need to do that to move God, for God to hear your prayers, for you to uh, have a relationship with him? What is the context of that? Because everybody else is doing it and still getting sick, still experiencing all these misfortunes and so on. So it makes, this is the point, the roadblock where we are at, where we have to question, is it functional or is it dysfunctional? Or am I doing it in a mindset that is outside of the covenant of God? Or a mindset that is, as we were put it at the International Institute, codependent, codependently driven? Mm. 
or are you doing it self-existently? Are you worshipping from the lens that, you know, you are already in union with him or are you worshipping because you're hoping God in the sky is going to come somewhere and help redeem you from the situation that you're going through? Well, you see, all of those things in particular are just excellent reference points with regards to worship, right? Yeah. All of those things that you taught there are excellent reference points and they belong to the old covenant for a reason. For a reason indeed. So let's go for a little break here and when we come back, we'll unpack what that reason was and what, what worship is in the Bible. And for those of you hearing this for the first time, you're actually for the first time addressing this whole idea of of um of of worship, you might very well be surprised as to what worship is in the Bible. Oh gosh, hang on to your seats. <laughs> Just say. We'll be right back. This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the St. Keketura International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to follow this talk show as well as many other dynamic talk shows on Kingdom Purpose TV and radio at www.kingdompurposetv.com forward slash kingdom dash purpose dash radio. You can also find content by Zane and Ketura on YouTube, ZKI, International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell or follow us and subscribe at www.internationalinstituteofpneumatology.com You can also find their books on Amazon.com Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. All right, and we are back. So it was a short break. So if, for, thank you, welcome back in. For those who are now joining us, we are discussing, do we need to worship hard, pray hard, you know, to get God to move? So we were identifying a, a very exhaustive, li- a exhaustive list a while ago of things that people do to pretty much pursue God and validation or pretty much their approval with him. So people do things like worship through praise, through thanksgiving, through singing songs. And a lot of this originates from the westernized perspective of reading the scriptures and interpreting it, of course, through what the Greco-Roman lens, which pretty much means that, or what I'm identifying rather, is that a lot of what we read in the Bible and a lot of stuff we hear, fasting, welcome to Marianne Jenkins. A pleasure to have pleasure to have you here, sis. Awesome and our master mentor, Lori Flugrad. Shout Lori out. Flugrad, master mentor. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you if you fell into that category, anyone is listening, you know, that worshiping true praise, worship songs, and all of these things, what we're identifying here is that the scriptures, actually, and the authors of the Bible did not write the scriptures or what we read today, we call the Bible, the Old and New Testament, through the same mindset that we have here in our westernized world. They unfortunately are not familiar with our context of worship. They are not familiar with our context of praying, of pursuing God, and, you know, even tithing, for example, as we, you know, we just turn out the examples here. So... Go ahead, go ahead. So having said that, Zane, I'm going to pass the mic over to you. So let's explore what is the biblical author's perspective of worship and, you know, crying out to God and stuff like that. Now, these things are, this everything that I want to say here is in your Bible, right? And we can go from one one part of this, one, one segment of the scripture to the other segment of the scripture. Mm-hmm. And from from that segment of the scripture to another segment of scripture to actually show what worship is. But you know you can actually just approach this very logically. And it all it all come into context. How if man was actually created first, right? Let's say man let's identify here that the, the in the ancient Hebrew perspective of, of the scriptures, Genesis chapter one in particular and Genesis chapter two are parallel chapters. 
which means Genesis chapter 1 in particularly outlines God's speeches or God's thoughts, God's plan. And chapter 2 outlines how God establishes or executes this plan. Now, in according to the execution of this plan, man is created first. And, and through man was heaven and earth created, which is Garden of Eden. Heaven and earth, Garden of Eden, one and the same. So here's a question for everybody listening with, 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 um, with regards to worship. Let's just go back to the garden in our mind. And the moment God breathes the breath of life into the dust, this man didn't learn any book. He didn't read any book. He didn't have a Torah. He just was just breathing breath, breath into dust. Just, just arise. Alive. No garden of Eden created yet. He's alive. What is his definition of worship? That's a really good question. Right? Just, just, just put yourself in that position, right? Look, look how logical this is. And I don't even have to go to the scriptures and prove this, right? <laughs> look how logical this is. The man has just been breathed into dust. He's now Yahweh Elohim Adam. He's now, he is now a living Yahweh Elohim in dust. Never had a Torah. Never read anything. He didn't dance around in the garden, Lori. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't have no definition of what dance is as yet. Don't know what it means to sing praise unto Yahweh. Um, has no money to fast. Sorry, has no money to tithe because money wasn't invented as yet. Right. Nothing was invented as yet. Nothing existed. Right. Nothing was created as yet. What is his definition of worship? Just give that thought. Put the answers in the comments if it is you do think that you know. We'd right. love to hear what are your thoughts. What are your thoughts there? What, what was his definition of worship? Now, once you actually put yourself there, then you can logically look at this and realize what the whole Bible is all about. Now, the next question I'll ask you is, when the man actually ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we know that he was created Yahweh Elohim Adam, breath into dust. He, he was actually breath into dust. And therefore, he identified with the breath as his identity. So if we understand breath as his identity, um, and, the, and the name of the, the, in, in the scriptures, the title of the creation is it comes with the breath of the creation we know that according to isaiah 43 I, I, the prophet isaiah confirms that when man was created God, he had god's name which was yahweh elohim so he he is invalidated of obviously because what god had breathed into him which was just um which was just everything that was stated in chapter one to chapter two verse three is breathed into this man and therefore, it is man's thoughts. What is actually mentioned in chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 3, would be the man's thoughts. Because that is what that's what is breathing to him as his nature. So chapter 2 now in, in, indicates that, the more, that that breath is breathing to him. The, the, the name of God is passed on to him. Yeah? Follow this, right? The name of God is passed on to him. What is mentioned in chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 3, is his nature and, also his, and therefore his thoughts. What is his definition of worship? Hmm, we have some we have some answers here. So let's just pause a second. I just want to shout out to some of those we didn't get any comments. Shout out from Uganda. 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 Uganda is in the house. <sighs> my, my apologies if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Shout that out is, from Uganda. <laughs> that is I'm I'm gonna take a shot at this name here, right? BNC okay. Gomisirisa. Right. You said it better than I would have. <laughs> Thank you. Right. And shout out to Marianne Jenki. I hope I'm pronouncing your name also correctly. Right. Shout out to Master Mentor Patty Sutton. Oh, this is Joining Patty us Sutton. on YouTube. And right. shout out to Anumitha. I know who you are. You know who I am. <laughs> Anumitha. Anumitha. And Robin Kirk. And whoa, Donald Lange as well. Spiritual Master Men Spiritual Mentor in Training. So, we got some answers here coming in. Um, we have Anna by just his existence. And then we have Lori who said, 
I would say communicating with father and then we have Robin who said just being himself right, and so, Donna Lunch. So the next question that we had to ask ourselves here is if he's just born did you see anything about communing with father in chapter one? There's just a question, right? And if there is nothing mentioned in the speeches therefore it wasn't necessarily something that was breathing to him because we understand all of those thoughts of chapter one to chapter two verse three is breathing to the dust. Mm-hmm. So com- communion with Father is also something that he would have to learn. Right. All right. Anumita says, by just his existence, I'll give you a, I'll give you a star for the answer. I'll give you a star for the answer. <laughs> All right. Just, just being himself. I'll give you a star for that answer. But So now let's unpack this, right? Mm-hmm. Watch, watch how logical this is. All right. Watch so we have we... a few minutes. So let's see how we can do this. Within yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> watch, watch how logical this is. So the man makes a decision where he's no longer functioning from what is breathing to him as his thoughts. He's now, he's, he's now tricked. What, the, the, what God said, which is what is now in him as his thoughts, is invalidated by the serpent. And the serpent said, hey, eat of that tree. And the woman sees it and she said, well, this fruit is to, it'll, it'll make me wise. Which means the narrative is actually saying that what was breathing to him was, was meant to be his wisdom. And his wisdom here is basically what he uses, his ability to differentiate what is functional from dysfunctional. Right. So that is invalidated. And he says, watch this tree, eat from this fruit and make you wise, which means he's now telling him, instead of using the thoughts as your wisdom, that is in, that, that is invalid. Instead of using God's thoughts as your wisdom, that is invalid. Use the tree, eat the fruit and, 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 and use that as your wisdom. That tree will give you wisdom. Hmm. So now he no longer identifies with the breath, he switches to dust and God tells him, breath, breath um, dust you and to dust you shall return. So he identifies himself with the dust. Now, with the identification of the dust, he is now takes on the name and the title Adam because he wasn't Adam before in the garden. He was the Adam in the garden. His title was Yahweh Elohim. That is God's name. When he switches in chapter 3 of Genesis is when he finally in that in that part of the narrative, he takes on Adam as his own title. Now he's no longer identifying with, with, with Yahweh looking, which means man changed his name. So let me ask you the question again: If the change of name in the garden is the problem, the change of name is the is the problem, which actually ended up in dysfunction. What exactly is worship? All right. That's the question, you know, what exactly is worship? Because you're using you're using all of these things that you've been taught, tithing, fasting, praying, crying out, singing, playing music as mm-hmm. worship. What exactly is worship? And the answer is simple. I give you the answer quickly. Well, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the scriptures in particular, you realize it actually says that all of creation worships God. Do you see cre- cre- creation singing songs? Well, birds. Bloody birds might sing, right? <laughs> yeah, just the birds. Right. So, so Laurie, Laurie also, star for Laurie right there. I guess star for that one too. So, so yeah, must take a book inside here. It says, you know, like when you're in school, you give an odd stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. IRL stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, so watch this, right? The man in particular. The man in particular is 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 given. Sorry, sorry. Before we say that, so the sun in the sky, the sun in the sky is is worshiping God. What is the sun doing to worship God? So you have to read your Bible all throughout your Bible. These things exist. The animals praising God. Have you ever seen an animal tied? <laughs> the animals worshiping God. You ever see an animal tied? When, when's the last time you see a lion come in church and, 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 and drop $200? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, God. When, when is the last time when is the last time you see the sun su- su- submit a payment? The sun in the sky su- submit a, a payment of $200 to the pastor. Hmm. Right? When is the last time you see you see a rock dance to worship God? Right, right. When, when is the last time you see the lake? The lake full of water. Actually, um, actually, let's say it went on a fast. You know, if the lake went on a fast, that is it right there. Everybody's, everybody 
No water for no, uh, for anybody. If the lake pressure, gone out fast, pressure. <laughs> if the lake gone out fast, or the forest gone out fast, all of us will be hungry. And the answer is very simple. And I've seen them in the, in, in 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 the I'm seeing comment different section. responses in, in, Identifications in from Anna. So just read that. Just give me one minute and 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 um, read all those things. There. All right. So now the, the comments that came on, Laurie was asking his name, and then we have. Um, I think Marianne was actually tagging Jennifer Lorenzen. And then we have Donna. Okay, so we don't have any additional comments, really. But whilst it is we are looking at that, I just want to identify. You said something. That man was pretty much, oh, God, breathe the breath of life into man. And I think some people are hearing this for the first time, so they're not too clear what we're talking about. So I just want to take a moment to clarify that. When God breathed the breath of life into man, simply what we are saying is that man was created, as we all know in Genesis 1, in the image and likeness of God, which means he was given God's name, which means that everything that God is was breathed into him. So he was a multiplication of God. And he stepped into this function when he changed his name, which is changing his identity, to listen to the serpent, which is outside of him, which is a creation, listening to the wisdom of the serpent, and therefore he started to identify with the dust, which is a creation, and not Yahweh Elohim himself, which is Lord God, as his um, first sense of identity. So for those who are hearing this for the first time, what we are basically identifying is that instead of using the breath inside, the breath that was breathed into him, for his wisdom, for what he would use to identify what is good, what is wrong, what is dysfunctional, what is functional, he began to use something external of him. And I like the examples you're using with the creation, because if a son starts, and we could use this with creation, this is a simple example. If the son starts to use um, um, the moon, for example, as his wisdom for living, then the son will no longer be the son. Or if the lion starts to use the hyena, I love this example, for his wisdom, then the lion is no longer functioning by his breath. He is now functioning in the image and likeness of something else, which is the hyena. And so what we see in taking place, well, Zane, I'll let you unpack the rest because I don't want to give away the answer too quick. Although I figure um, a lot of our listeners already figured it out. Yeah, you have to unmute if it, if you're speaking. All right, sorry about that. So we are on the road. We are, we are on the road with the right answers. Yeah. So one. So if we actually take that into consideration, and the man changes his his name from Yahweh Elohim, and changes from Yahweh Elohim to Adam, that change of name also meant meant change of function as well as change of species. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, eh? change of species. So here's the answer. All of creation worships God. Anumitha was the first one that actually gave the correct answer there. Bing, by bing, just bing. by just yep. the the existence according to how they were designed existing in the in the form and in the manner that they were designed to function. Right. Which means every time the lion roars, he worships God. If the lion starts to bark, he will stop worshiping God. Right, if, right. The, if the if the lake is designed to be if, if the lake is water right and the and the lake decide he doesn't want to be water again he wants to be a mountain he Lord just stop, he just he just <laughs> stops worshiping god because the water is actually designed with a particular it, its existence has function mm-hmm. which means that the water being a lake is worshiping god by being what it was supposed to be yeah now, the reason why in the Bible there is a context and, and, a, and an emphasis on worshipping God in the Bible is simple. Because man was created to be a multiplication of God. God himself multiplied like a species. Mm-hmm. And so when the man was in the garden, just he being what he was supposed to be, which is a creator and possessor of heaven and earth, he was worshipping God by, by, by just existing and doing what he was designed to do, to be a creator. Exactly. So as we bring we're coming close to time Zane, I just want to touch on this one more time before we um before we bring the episode to a close. Wait, wait, wait. before we before we go there, I just want to actually unpack this this part here, right? Okay, go ahead. So that's just our 60 seconds here. So All right. <laughs> he was created to be Elohim. 
when you ma- the reason why there's a context of worship in the scriptures it is mentioned for man in particular to worship god it's because he fell into dysfunction by changing his name and changing his species so he was like a lion that started to function like a tort- like a tortoise he changed his name changed his species so he was no longer worshiping god because he was not functioning as the divine god that he was created to be uh-huh. so when moses actually created the physical model of the garden and the Torah came in. The Torah was an expression and an, an elaboration of the character and nature of the man in the garden. So the, the children of Israel in particular that you're reading about, these are fallen fallen men who actually inherited the corruption that took on God's name as their own and used the Torah as a user's manual to worship God. So when they followed the Torah, they were worshiping God because the, the Torah was actually an elaboration of their original function. Mm-hmm. So for us now to go in the scriptures and actually say well, we have to do these things to worship God, you are now not worshiping God. Why? Because when Yeshua actually nailed the identity, this fallen identity, back to the tree, which which is what the cross represents, and he, and he breathed it back out of the dust, he exhaled and and, ex- and and relieved the breath, the corrupted, the corruption. The corrupt nature out of the dust three days three, three, three days and three nights later the full holy spirit the full nature of the breath of life is breathed right back into him representing that all of humanity has now inherited that from him because he's the first and the last which means pay attention how do you worship god in you now in the new covenant now after yeshua has done simply come back to your original identity which is yahweh elohim yeshua so you just need to actually embrace what you are and who you are and you have now begun to function in in, in design and pattern that you have been created to function in which is to be elohim to be yahweh elohim and yeshua which is one of the same to be Yahweh Elohim Yeshua, this is something definitely that has to unpack in another session. But to be Yahweh Elohim Yeshua means to function from self-existence or self-existent authority, which means yeah. not doing what the serpents did. I mean, what the Adam did by right. using external things, using people around you, society, even the you. scriptures that you read in the Bible out of its context, that is to tell you who and what you are so when we see things like tithing for example or praying and worshiping and all of these things using that as our and i'm saying this with um apprehensive of course that people you know i don't want people to take this out of context but that has a particular context it is not raising your hands up to the sky because when the adam in the garden before he made the before he made the decision to eat of the true knowledge of good and evil the breath of God was breathed into him, which means that he didn't need to raise his hands up in the sky to, to pray and worship. It meant he had to function by what was breathed into him, and that was worship. And so and now, mm-hmm. now, now in the new covenant, now where we are now, your existence is worshiping God. Indeed. Right? You are existing, and, and, and the more you learn what you are and how you function, if, if you have been created a Yahweh Elohim Yeshua, then you learn more about yourself and you begin to function, and that is worship. You exist as it. The whole context of the new covenant of the of the of the apostles preaching the gospel is to awaken you to what you have been restored to be. Just embrace it and abandon all of these external things that you're doing to try to validate your own your own existence. Mm-hmm. We are thing, Elohim, indeed, Marianne. <laughs> yes, we are Elohim. In 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 some total, what I'm saying is this: through everything that we read in the scriptures, your existence is worshiping Elohim, Yahweh Elohim, in all things. Where is it ever written or where have you ever seen that God has actually created something that is fractured, that has to depend on things and actions and others for it to be made full? Give it thought. Just pause a few seconds. Where is it written? What the scriptures does say is God's works are perfect. 
which means your existence, especially through what Yeshua has done, is perfect. There is no more fracture. Uh -huh. It is perfect. It is done. It is it, 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 it is what it is. So, all you need to do if you're not having a pleasant experience, if you're not, if you're not actually self-generating, self you need to find out how you self-generate. If you're not feeling well, you need to find out how you self-generate that life from the spirit in you. Right. This, is this is very mechanical. You exist in perfection. Your existence is worshiping God. Now it's time to learn how to function. And this is, this is all that we need. And this is all that we need to know how to function. Well, as we only mark us in, I just would like to end by letting everyone know, those who are listening, if it is you would like to come into the understanding of how to function, you can find us on Facebook in Life Mindset Mentors Community. We will be very soon giving away part of a free, um, a free masterclass, a free course of training, which is very instrumental to understanding a function and even giving context to the Bible. So we encourage you to jump across on Life Mindset Mentors. We'll be posting information there. Or if you are um, on Patreon, you know, we'll put a link in the chat for those who'd like to jump on and become a free Patreon. All right. So that's our marker. <laughs> that's our marker for our, our live broadcast. For, so for those of you joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, thank you for joining us. We will continue on Facebook for a short while. But we want to thank each and every one of you for joining us and we'll see you all next week, Wednesday. Blessings and much love. We will be interviewing one, in one of the Master Mentors and a conference is actually coming up with this Master Mentor next week, Wednesday. So stay tuned. Boom. All right. And so we're back on Facebook here. Okay, so we just signed out on Kingdom Purpose TV. Um, we want to thank all of you on Facebook for joining with us. Always a pleasure to have you guys and your interaction. It was great hearing from all of you. I love the answers and the responses. Awesome. And as we were saying just a while ago, if you would like to understand how to come into self-existent function, you know, how to heal, generate life, heal others, um, express the the or live from the nature of the breath that is in you then we strongly encourage you to join us we'll be giving away very soon a part of um a create course of training where we're going to give it just a few of the lessons free which are going to be very helpful very instrumental in reorientating your perspective reorientating your perspective of the scriptures most of us in particular have been stuck whether you came from denominational perspectives, you may have been stuck in, in an arena where you may have experienced religious trauma, you may have been reached to the point of where you're fed up, and the reason why you're actually not able to progress in the way that you want to want to in a very in a in, in a in a nice flowing manner is because you still you still hold the present definitions. You have not been you have not redefined. What the Bible is, you're not really find what what you have been taught about God. You haven't really find who you are and what you are, right? And all all of the training that we do at the International Institute of Pneumatology is designed to do that exactly that. And we have many healings that have been taken that have taken place under the International Institute of Pneumatology. And so far, we have two resurrections under the International Institute of Pneumatology, and all comes from redefinition by finding out what this is exactly and learning how to actually function. So you are both, everyone here in particular, if you are interested in learning how you function, this has nothing to do with codependency on anything, on, on all of these things that you've been taught, is actually understanding what you are and how do you function, what, what does that look like? Finance and Life Mindset Mentors and get involved and access the free masterclasses that we're actually going to be um training course that we that we actually going to make available we would not make available the whole course we just want to make, make available the the first few components of that course so that you can actually have something to think about and redefine so mm -hmm. you can move forward indeed stop using the wisdom of people around you and the society as your decision making factor for your life in other words we are going to help you experience life in the garden and not life outside the garden. Yeah. Use the spirits as your wisdom and not the dust. 
right so huge shout out to Anno Mitha Anno as Kelly said we know who that is you know who <laughs> we are <laughs> huge, shout, huge shout out to Laurie Flugrad Marianne Jenke thank you all Marianne in particular we usually very um very active in the comment sections and thank you we are humbled holy sister to actually have your contributions and sharing your thoughts always awesome thoughts it looks like she's been reading the alchemy as well <laughs> you've been you have been you have, you always have bright light wherever you are robin kirk blessings and much love holy sister laurie flugrad blessings and much love to you um donna lang joining us on youtube blessings and much love Holy Sister Patty Sutton, blessings and much love to you. Um, Uganda, that is BNC, blessings and much love. Vince Allen, master mentor of the International Institute of Pneumatology, also blessings and uh, much Elizabeth love to each and every one of Elizabeth Ann. Elizabeth Ann, yeah, blessings and much love. Yeah, you just need to be who you are. I learn how you function as who you are. Because what has what what tends what has happened in particular, which is why the apostles in particular had been sent out. The apostles had been sent out to educate people that they have been made Elohim and how to function as Elohim to reorientate their mind, their logic from dust logic to spirit logic to reorient reorientate what they're using as their wisdom so that they can be generators of life and step into immortal life right this is in your scriptures not taught in our westernized community but we encourage you to look into it right so far we have actually have had a, a, a tremendous experience with it and and we are still going strong with more than thirty-five thousand hours of pragmatic and experimental research in this area all right so that brings us to the end of today's session guys much love blessings upon you and we look forward to seeing you all for another segment on kingdom purpose tv or next week all right so stop so stop the crying out and the shouting relax yourself you are worship your existence is worship if you like us to actually hit any particular topics next week wednesday after we we interview the master mentor of the international institute of pneumatology then post them in the comment section. We'll be happy to actually address them in the upcoming episodes. Blessings and much love. See you next week.